Hi, this is Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat. Or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg. And I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble. Okay, so that's my turn. Which one of you dumb sister fucking tiki torch carrying sloth from the Goonies looking pieces of shit wants to go next? For those of you waiting for the connecting flight to South Park, Colorado, my colleagues and I have just been informed that due to the severity of the COVID variant in that town, there may be a delay of another 40 to 50 years. How much can you think? You're such a good friend. Can you think I can f- b- borrow your plunger costs? What's a plunger cost? <laughs> Nothing to you, Richie Rich. <laughs> I said it, guys. I said it. They called him Richie Rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, <clears throat> so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Two Broke Geeks, and I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And since we're talking about it, we might as well discuss this week's episode of uh, South Park with the uh, Japanese toilets. Oh. So good. It was it was good, but I didn't get it either. Like they were like going after toilet paper and how we should all use bidets, but then at the very end, Randy runs in and is like, nope, nope, nope. It's all fine. <laughs> just, just keep using toilet paper. Yeah, because he got shot at because dude, he tried bro, to go like against a, them. Bro, like a fucking shot, okay? <laughs> it's so funny because it's like I didn't know exactly where it was going either, and then Jimmy apparently is like this whole like deep throat thing where he's like, you can't stop him no matter what. Oh, and, it's so and I had to look up. I had to look it up. I'm like, is this true? And it's like, oh god, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> wait, which, which part? All of it? Like everything Jimmy said? Majority of it. Like the seventy per like like the seventy percent of people don't use toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, like in the world and it's just us because of big f- companies that like Charmin or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And Randy keeps, bra- everyone's mad. Oh, oh. Randy keeps bragging that he has a Japanese, a Japanese toy. Uh, Randy, how much did this cost? Uh, uh 10, 10. Yeah. Around 10 and 10,000. <laughs> Ten thousand? You spent ten. 000. You have to try it, Sharon. No, you're ret- just try it, Sharon. Oh, oh. oh. Plays that song every time they go in. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I guess I could try it. I did have a big breakfast. <laughs> the, the proctologist that like shoots himself in the ass, but uh, he takes Home Depot hostage. <laughs> They're going to yeah. think I shot him. I didn't shoot him. Oh, so that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> the 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 ending's the best part, though, where like he keeps calling his toilet all old blue and they put it back blue. together. And it's like, well, I guess we just have to learn to love the things that are broken. Love you, Sharon. 
Even though they're old and broken. Love you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So good. Um yeah, let's see what else was oh well uh Last of Us uh was this week, uh just like it is every week, and it was really good. I really yeah. liked it. As of recording this, this is the as of recording, we're going over the last two episodes. Yes. Uh because mm-hmm. uh so for anyone listening, like this is up till the flashback with Riley. Yeah, episode seven. Episode oh. seven. Um six. I really liked where they they discover the town and they find Joel's brother and everything. And Joel is just going to leave Ellie and go, uh, you know, go back to, to Boston. And instead of taking her to, you know, the, the Institute, and then obviously they go to, find it and it's already gone <laughs> you know everyone's already left and then i didn't expect yeah, Joel to a, get stabbed a, and start oh, dying God. it's so good yeah <sighs> well in the games uh oh okay in the games yeah. okay well no it's not that far off from the game because in the game uh during that scene he like falls off a building and gets a piece of like a Gert, like a like a steel pipe through the through his side. Gotcha, gotcha. But, you, know, you oh. see, you see, you see, Stan. You have to, you have to pick whether you're Gryffindor <laughs> or Slytherin. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. That that episode's really good because it, I felt like it was a little rushed because it was the whole because the whole him just passing him off to his brother. Mm-hmm. And then being like, I'm out of here. And then giving her the choice at the end. It's like, okay, you could have made another episode out of this. If It just felt kind of a little fast. Sure. But they only have like three episodes left and have, and from what they I understand, two two, well, nine now, episodes, right? Yeah. yeah now now only- two episodes. And from what I understand, this whole season just is basically the entire first game. And, the hmm. fact that they now have two episodes left and still have so much ground to cover. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see how they do an entire first game by the end of this season. Because um, in this episode, episode seven was really good, but it was a flashback. It was apparently the DLC. Yep. Uh, with Ellie and her best friend slash crush that they go to the mall. Um really liked it it's it's really it's good really it's good really really good um i liked uh bella ramsey uh you know ellie uh kind of wanting to to take things further with her friend for the entire episode and not really being able to and then when that um I didn't realize this was a flashback to when she got bit and found out that she was immune, but to get all the way to the end and have them both after they finally kiss and they both get bit. I was like, no, yeah, (laughs) it is. Oh, it's so emotional. Cause you're just sitting there like, no, no, you can't do this to us. I was like, don't, no, don't let her. (laughs) Um, yeah, so there's that. So that's 
And then, uh, of course, it, it meant that she didn't leave Joel behind. Obviously, not that I ever thought she was going to leave Joel behind to die anyway. But yeah, it's it, it's more or less kind of the the the. It's an interesting spot to put it because it basically is just to prove that like El, that Ellie has pretty much like. She doesn't have anyone, and the person mm-hmm. she did care about is dead. So she's always been so self reliant. She's finally been like, no, and that's kind of like the last two episodes. It'd be like, mm-hmm. no, she finally has someone she can trust and be with that has her back. And oof, like, and the next episode is gonna be wild. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I watched hope. the teaser for. I watched the teaser for it, and I was like, ooh, this is gonna be intense. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> So I'm, I'm so stoked. Uh, really like, I mean, hot take. Last of Us is a good show. <gasps> you take that back. <laughs> um, while we're on Pedro, uh, Mandalorian came back this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it was a good episode, but I forgot that the Mandalorian's only about 30 minutes long. And this episode flew by. And felt like not a lot happened. This was uh, definitely the the the, the like la- if you the the uh, like he, the cliff note. Here's what you need to remember, kind of deal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And setting up kind of the uh, one of the things for the season with the with the pirates and uh, the fact that Bo-Katan has been unable to reclaim Mandalore. I, but that kind of came in right at the end. Yeah, uh, I I have to laugh because with most Star Wars things, uh, I kind of roll my eyes with some of the uh, like reasonings behind like trying to keep this motivation going. Mm-hmm. Like Mando's whole thing is like I'm gonna go bathe in the waters below Mandalore, and then you're gonna let me back in because I took my helmet off, mm-hmm. like. It's like stupid minor shit, but I it's just to get from call like I know it's just the fodder to just get ahead into the next part of the story, but it's just like, man, you could have go anywhere and just find like some water then be like, Yeah, I did it, here it is. <laughs> That's true, but also like don't forget to to him, like it's serious bit like it's his whole life and his oh, yeah. religion. So to him it's a big deal that he does it the right way. I'm just um, I just mock that. It's, it's like I understand, sure. but it's like from an, an outsider looking in being like you took your helmet off and now you gotta go bathe in water sure. to cleanse yeah. yourself. Okay. Cool. He'll redeem himself in the eyes of the Mandalore. Of Jesus. I mean the Mandalore. Yeah. Or you know, so he can rejoin the the Mandalorians yeah. and be did, uh, did anyway. the opening did the opening like throw you for a loop thinking it was a flashback? Cause I totally thought it was a flashback of like they're putting him in the they're like of Mando for some reason I thought it was a flashback of Mando like getting like brought in. <laughs> oh no, because I, I didn't the only reason I didn't think that is because I, I thought that was a little girl, not a little boy. Oh, see, I was just like, oh, this is a flashback of like him getting 
inducted and then we get to see him being but they're also dumbasses for going in a water where there's a giant alligator thing <laughs> <laughs> hey but at least we get to see a big old monster that was fun. true I liked that part, and oh. I liked uh, Grogu using the Force to do spinnies in a chair and then eat M&Ms. Yeah, <laughs> and then him hugging, like, trying to grab, like, Babu Frick's um, yeah. race and, like, think, no, he's not a pet. He's, like, hugging him. He's not a pet. Grogu, no, he's not a pet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so... But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. In fact, I just watched the, the season trailer again because I couldn't remember where it was going. Um, I did see something really funny today about the Mandalorian because there was that one pirate that was like looked like a bog creature. Yeah. Like a, and it was a picture of that guy next to a picture of old Greg. <laughs> 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 and that made me laugh pretty hard. So I thought uh, it's yeah, uh, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm very interested to see where it goes. The whole pirates. But yeah, this this episode felt way more of a here's basically just laying it down like here's what's happening guys mm. now get now buckle up yep pretty much so i'm i'm ready i always the mandalorian has been consistently very very good oh yeah and some of the best star wars stuff that there ha- i mean between mandalorian and uh i guess it would be between mandalorian and obi-wan being the best star wars things of recent times yeah i agree with that so um Real quick, since I'm looking at one right here and I've got a couple in the background of my video, I want to talk about how uh, Funko is uh, having a very difficult time financially and the bubble is probably burst and they're sending about $30 million worth of pops to the landfill. We need to find those and get them. Right? I, I'm like, at least let me dig through them first. It's I'll give you, if you're going to throw them away anyway, I will give you a dollar for everyone i want at least then you will make a dollar it's really i mean it kind of gives you an insight to certain companies and how they run things because they rather it be it's 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 less of a problem for them to write it off as a loss uh as a it's cheaper to just send them to the landfill than to continue to store them in a warehouse yeah not yeah even though they could just oh i don't know have like uh, like do a warehouse clearance sale, like fifty yeah, percent like, off, or like or an give 80% some percent off. Sale. Yeah, do like give a some, huge yeah, sale. Yeah, or give some to like some charities, like Kid Toys for Tots. Come on, like I, I love Funko, but it's such a weird thing. I wonder what kind they're getting rid of. It's all Eternals. It's probably yeah, it's all eternals. That's that's kind of what it is. It's a lot. I'm assuming a lot of it is old stock of things that no one bought because they made so many of and because they spread themselves so thin with all the different properties that they, they just really, keep buying in. Yeah, I agree. I think at this point they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because they bought so many licenses and bought so so made so many figures that um even like you and i like pe- some people for a while i've seen people comparing it to beanie babies but beanie babies reached a point where people were buying them as investments and i don't know how many people for funko bought them as quote unquote investments versus 
just liking them. But even if like you and I, we just like them and there's too many, there's more than we can buy. We were just talking about this at work yesterday because we were talking about like if our if our store is going to continue getting in Funko Pops down the line at some point and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were like looking at our our wall and it's like, well, why do we have like three different Mariah Carey's Mm -hmm. or like there's like uh, or even Marvel is probably between Marvel and Star Wars are probably the biggest problems. Marvel, Star Wars and DC, they definitely do too many variations on the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's insane like but then we like look at ones like they, there's like ones that are like that even you and I are like why is this one have a pop figure like the Jabberwockies? There's mm-hmm. one pop that's like for this like uh hip hop, not hip hop. Um They're like a like, dance group yeah um or well, at one point they were gonna do slipknot and they only ended up making craig and Corey. they were supposed to have a third and said there was supposed to be a sid it never came out no there's a sid i have sid wait maybe i'm thinking who do i have i have there's there's sid Corey, oh, there is a and sid. i do yeah. have the sid okay then there, i think there was supposed to be a fourth one then there was talk of clown and they never did it yeah and he never manifest and slipknot has nine members and they only yeah. have three of them so and one of them is the pinhead guy <laughs> yeah craig yeah craig it's like like of of the noticeable Slipknot figures, they're like this. Will, they did Craig because they're like we probably have molds of Pinhead. Why not? That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. But they didn't do Clown or, um, you know, Jim, Jim or Mickey, not even or even or Paul, Mickey, like as or, a commemorative one or a commemorative Paul and Slipknot for nine members. They could have had variations over the years because it's not like they've all worn the same mask for 30, except, I mean, mix hasn't changed all that much. It changes very, very little, but it's, yeah. you know, but they could have had variations in jumpsuits, you know, they red jumpsuits, gray, but anyway, um, so yeah, Funko, but like even if I look at my Funko wish list right now on the Funko app, like I'm never gonna own all these. Let me look real quick. There's just- well you might now because a lot of people have been going. Um I saw I've been seeing a lot of posts lately from people on underneath their like their like target con target halls and like they're every time they keep posting new ones, like the fan backlash is coming back a little bit where they're with uh a lot of their stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of stock in certain figures for those who are diehard collectors that for profit oh the uh, app is being weird never mind yeah um, but like there's a whole new set of pops they're making called bitty uh bitty pops mm-hmm. like it's like guys like your vinyl gold figures didn't work the cans sometimes do mm-hmm. um and you have the keychain ones plus there's like two other funko related products that are they're similar struggling. i don't trying think desperately to find yeah. a thing you know it's like um actually the thing that i can probably most relate it to is back in the mid 90s when comics were struggling so hard and they did all the collector's editions the hollow covers the variant covers the foil covers the 
the covers yep. that were like had like a specific stamp on them like people thought they were going to put their kids through college on different editions of death of superman then they printed a million you know they printed however many copies they printed of death of superman and killed their own resale value yep i mean <laughs> that's kind of what funko is doing right now with pops is kind of what comics did back in the mid 90s it's it's gonna be very interesting going forward to see especially because they just recently like and i say this like in the last like year or so like mondo picked them up uh or like is with them and mondo is like huge into like Mm -hmm. Like they do, like the vinyl and the prints and Mondo stuff. Mondo stuff is expensive, man. I I own a couple Mondo products, um, none none of the super expensive ones, because no, right. Um, but so it's very interesting to see, like how that might drag them down with them, <laughs> or if they're just I I don't know. It's going to be a very it's collect the collector's world is such a weird place right now. Something just came tumbling down the stairs. Interesting. Um, everything is only worth what somebody will pay for it. Yes. You know, no matter what it is. Because uh, speaking of collectors, Todd McFarlane had a big whole thing this week with, can I help you with whatever that is you've got? Is Leanne bringing something down? Yeah. Um I'll have to cut that part out. Um, <laughs> oh, McFarlane yeah. did a whole reveal this week of a lot of merchandise. And so, like, there's a, a big uh, Michael Keaton Batman statue. And a oh, Batman the statue. And the... The uh, Riddler puzzle box. The Riddler puzzle box and that amazing Batmobile. <laughs> but... <sighs> Here's the one that confused me, the new version of Movie Maniacs. Those are fucking weird. Like there's a they're statues number 1. They're only 6 inch statues. They're not old they're not they're not figures. But Yeah. One of them is the Wicked Witch. One of them is Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny as Superman. One of them is Harry Potter, and one of them is Ted Lasso. Yeah. Remember Movie Maniacs? Like, people all over are losing their minds. They're like, Movie Maniacs was a horror line back in the day. And they were posable figures. Yes, I have a Movie Maniacs. I've got a Movie Maniacs Michael Myers, and I think a Movie Maniacs Ghostface. I have um, the fly somewhere. <laughs> you have the fly. They did a pinhead. They did Freddy. They did Jason. Like, Todd, what are you doing? Call this line something else and bring back real movie maniacs. Yeah, just call these like, I don't know, like NECA has their terror tunes line. So why not make these something along the same line of just like movies, like some cutesy name, like movie statues or something. One some, of them is Bugs Bunny is Superman yeah. and one of them's Ted Lasso. Like, yeah. that's not even movies. <laughs> At least Bugs Bunny had a movie. This is true. Sort of. I don't know. Uh, so, that's weird. Um, it's fucking weird. Oh, um, you, you want, I, I have something that'll get you angry. Okay. 
because it made me angry. So we, I, so lately I've been trying to read more and more comics off the Marvel DC apps, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, yep. I'm caught up now on Spider-Man sort of, which I haven't, I bought an actual Spider-Man comic book yeah. um, recently called, but that introduces like a new villain that I'm actually kind of interested in. Uh-huh. Um, the majority of the stuff though, is like whatever. Um, but then I was at work, like fiddling around with some comics and stuff. And I happened to notice to see that Marvel and DC's next big, like crossover events. And they are, it's like, I, there's like, I know Dawn the, of DC the, is coming, which is a, well, no, that's happening right now. Cause yeah. right now it's, um, uh, they, they're so far a, uh, a, 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 yeah. She all right. Yes. Okay. Uh, what were you saying about I was saying, crossover events? Yeah. So Mar. Yeah. So uh, I happen to be reading some like through some stuff, and Marvel and DC has their new big crossover events. Um, the Dawn of DC's already started with Superman and Action Comics being the first ones that came out of like their new re, yeah, re whatever. Um, there. So DC has one coming out that's called Night Terror. Night spelled. K-N-I-G-H-T. Of course. Yeah. It's like a horror crossover event where Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman uh, find an old, like the body of one of their first foes and they need Dead Man's help to figure out who killed him or some sort of weird shit like that. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of interesting. actually. Yeah. Yeah. But Marvel. Fucking Marvel. Uh Um. I don't know the exact name. I think it's called Contest of Chaos. I think is what it's called. It just made me... Uh, I'm going to Google right now. You keep yeah. talking. Yeah. I think it's called Contest of Chaos. Yes. Yep. Um, where it's Agatha Harkness basically doing the... what Using chaos magic to do the what if superheroes fought each other trope. Ugh. <sighs> Like, you don't see that in every single, like, superhero crossover book these days. Um, that's not interesting at all. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's that's really, really dumb. not interesting at all. Holy moly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been reading. I've been on their uh, app. I read a little bit of uh some batman that was pretty good but then i read which i haven't read before uh all-star superman by grant morrison and i know i know it's eisner award winning and i know it was like super popular and everything it's not awful but it's not for me i guess that's the best way to put it yeah the way it's written, number one, I'm not a huge Grant Morrison fan, so that's part of it. But number two, it's a weird book. Like, it's written very old school, I guess is the best way to put it. And it's almost too cheesy and campy and out. It's. I don't know how to describe it. It's a weird book, man. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, the art by Frank quietly is pretty good. 
Um, and it's got some really fun ideas in it, but the writing in it is just not for me. So I guess that's my best review of all-star Superman. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next thing I'm going to read is I really want to read that. And now I can't remember the title. I saved the title in my library on DC universe infinite. And I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's the one that they're going to be basing the Supergirl movie off of. Okay. I'm going to read that next because I haven't read that one. And I have heard that one is really good. But of course, the, I heard also yeah. Superman was good and it wasn't for me. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, um, I've been reading mostly more recent stuff. So like like uh, I'm uh, on the app on Marvel side. I've been reading like the latest run super of Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. I hate the artwork so much. Um, uh, that's and- always a bummer. Well, it's not, but it's also like there's a lot of like I'm like Spider-Man's like my go-to guy mm-hmm. for stuff, and it's just like, and it's like yeah, you're this far in. Of course, stories are going to get repetitive, and kind of all over the place. So the recent stuff that's been, and this is like leading up into what is going to be, uh, what is now done now, the dark web, shit, um, mm-hmm. which I kind of don't give two shits about, um, and then um. DC side, I've been reading uh, the at least up like Task Force Z, which I think is kind of fun. Um, basically, heard. basically it's an undead Suicide Squad group. So it's like, huh. um, so it's a uh, Red Hood, um, uh, Sundowner, Miss um, Doctor Mister Bloom, interesting. Uh, uh, the Arkham Knight. And a couple others are Mr. like part of a. Mister Bloom's a weird character. He needs more stuff to do because I like Mister Bloom, and he's such an interesting character that I really wish they would do more with him. But the Task Force Z stuff's been kind of fun. Um, that and then I've been reading like there's a new DC that came out. Okay. Um, that I've been going through as well as DC versus Vampires. I don't know that one. Uh, they're like recent too. Yeah, they're pretty recent. Like you can get through to episode, like issue, like ten or something right now on DC Vampires. Okay, because I haven't been doing a lot of recent. In fact, not too long ago, I watched. I finally watched that uh, Green Lantern Beware My Power animated movie. Yeah, and I liked it. Okay, it wasn't like the best, and it wasn't awful, but. In it, spoiler alert for everyone, it touches on when Hal Jordan became Parallax way back in the day. And I was watching it and I go, I actually have never read that storyline. So that is also on my list of things I'm going to be reading very soon is from back when Hal Jordan turned evil. Yeah, I need to start getting more into some of the back issue stuff. Um, it's just so much stuff to look at. Like looking at the app, I'm just like, oof. There's so much to like, kind of comb through to find like whatever you're kind of in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, uh, the character. So there's this new character in Spider-Man they introduced. It's Ben Riley's girlfriend. Okay. Uh, who Ben Riley is now a villain named Chasm. Um. Uh, basically like a weird synthetic symbiote twin evil twin kind of thing it's not not bad terrible i was i was just trying to think how i felt about that and i don't think that's an 
awful place for that character to go necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. his so during the events that lead up to Dark Web, Chasm goes and meets uh, Madeline Pryor in Limbo, mm. uh, and it's like talking. It's like I want Spider Man dead. I want my memories back. I want all this stuff back, and I'll do whatever. And in the process of that, uh, Matt. Uh, Madeline Pryor, I think it's Madeline Pryor, um, offers his girlfriend a gift to become this demon that called Hallow's Eve, where she carries around a little, like a little uh, burlap sack thing, and she puts on masks and takes on the attributes of whatever mask she puts on. So, like a werewolf, she becomes a werewolf. Uh, Dracula becomes a vampire. Yeah, okay, I kind of like that. I it's actually a very interesting idea for a character, and I'm like, oh, so she yeah. had like a, uh, so she had like her own solo book that started up mm-hmm. this past week. So I'm like, yo, I'll buy one and check it out. I don't. And I'm think, just like, this... I'm trying to think because you know uh, we've talked a lot before about how powers kind of get reused a lot. You know, there's stretchy people and there's invulnerable people and there. I don't think I can think of anything where somebody puts on somebody's puts on a mask and takes on. That's a really you. That's create. I like that. Yeah, and the whole like they did her whole back. So the whole story is like her whole backstory where like she's like she's running for her life because she's like a wanted fugitive in as a person mm-hmm. before she got these powers. Um, and I was like, oh, I was like going through like, oh, this is actually like like I would be invested in this as a character down the line. Yeah. Like, but other than that, like, nothing else out of Spider-Man has really been super intriguing. Like right now, it's a lot of Tombstone, Tombstone trying to take over, like mm. the bur- burrows. There's like three hobgoblins. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm not down with, but um yeah so i'm trying to think what else i've i don't i haven't been doing like a oh i gotta i gotta talk about a show that i watched because i yeah. think you would like it and i th- it would you know it's one of those ones where you're late to the party because this has already won some emmys and stuff like that but uh you know leanne and i only just realized we had apple tv plus not that long ago we watched a show called severance Have you i've heard, heard of it, it. Dude, it is very, very good. Um, It is about this company called Lumen that has certain employees that opt to get this new procedure called severance, where you get a chip in your brain that separates your memories. You have a work self and you have a not at work self and your work self only exists on this floor called the severed floor. And so the work self doesn't know anything outside of the company. All they know is work. They don't even know their own last name. They're like Bert G and Mark S and Heli R. Like they don't even have last names. And then there's a couple people that work with the severed people that don't, that aren't severed. And then you start to realize this company is also kind of like a cult and the employees don't know what they're doing for a job. Like they're just doing it, but they don't know why. And it just, the more it goes on, just more mysteries kind of 
start to develop and they don't get resolved by the end of the first season, but it is so super interesting. And I'll tell you, by the time we got to the last episode of the season and it was over and I'm like, well, now we just better hope season two gets here real soon. And Leanne goes, wait, that was the last episode. I was like, yeah. She goes, you didn't prepare me for that being the last episode. I wasn't ready. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We, I mean, we still have other shows to watch. And she goes, those shows are boring compared to this one. <laughs> so that is a pretty, you know, it's like, oh, man. And, I'm, and, and really seriously, I am dying to know what happens next. Because it, the place it leaves it in is I was like, <clears throat> it is one of those cliffhangers where you do really honestly do go, you can't leave it there. Yeah. Uh, um, I have a couple shows I've watched. Um, so I we finally got around to finish, watching the second season of White Lotus. It's good, right? So good. Yeah. Like, I wasn't 100, I wasn't solely sure where it was going mm-hmm. in terms of like, like it, uh, mainly the stuff with Jennifer Coolidge, I'm just like, where's the fuck is this going? Like, mm-hmm. like she, like her boy, her husband leaves her, and then she's like hanging out with all these other people, and all the, her all the big huge conglomeration of of gay folks. Yeah, and then her hot secretary is like getting, it's getting like her 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 like getting her booty clapped by this Australian dude. I'm like, no, go with the nerd. Yep. Yeah. Just and so good. Yep. And the whole other thing going on with uh, Aubrey Plaza and mm. her husband and all that. It's a, I hope they do a third one. I hope so too. I think they probably will. Um, Cause I really love the fact that it's just this, it's just a resort, a white Lotus resort and there's Somewhere a bunch of the people world. yeah and there's just a bunch of terrible people mm-hmm. um just doing terrible things and then shit happens yeah uh i agree it's it's a I, really it's a really great premise plus it gives them a chance to kind of shoot in a lot of fun interesting places too yeah and i can keep i want them to keep going on this transition of the con the head of concierge just like like getting in either getting in trouble or finding out like something about themselves. Like in the first season, it's the main guys like eating ass and like doing Coke. Second mm-hmm. one, a woman's like in love with another woman, but didn't know how to go about it. Yep. Like I love those kind of like little through lines, like subplots that I want them to keep going with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, did, oh shoot. That's what I, do you have Peacock? That's what I was going to ask. Yes. Have you watched any of Poker Face? No, I have not yet. Dude, you got to check. It's it's really good. Uh, this last week's episode was the uh, second to last episode of the season, and it has one of the best titles for any, maybe the best title of any episode ever on television, Escape from Shit Mountain. Nice. <laughs> and the guest stars in it, every episode has guest stars and the guest stars this episode were uh Benjamin Bratt um uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt I, I knew it was three names I was blanking Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Stephanie Sue okay from everything everywhere all at once and it was 
just really good. It's it's totally a worthwhile show, Poker Face. Yeah. Um, and of course, Natasha Leone is great. Like I, I mentioned it on another episode, but she has reached this point where I'm like, if she does a project, I'll watch it just because she apparently picked number one, she's good. And number two, she's apparently got like the same taste as me because she's just in projects that I end up really liking. <laughs> so, um, because it's now been uh poker face and then before that it was russian russian doll, doll. And yeah orange is the new black so. uh another show i recommend uh doesn't have her in it but it's on amazon prime and we got through the first season uh, is her second season yet um show called hunter or hunters okay what's that one i haven't heard um that. it's um basically there's a group of there's a group uh there's a group of jewish uh people that are older Jewish people that are going around hunting Nazis that are hiding in the U S after after, awesome. Yeah. And it's like after project paperclip. Yeah. uh, Where there's like Nazis uh, that were all part of the Uh, NASA. One of the, one of the the strangest things we ever did is for anybody that doesn't know. um, I just got to explain this real quick. Operation paperclip is we took, the United States basically forgave lots of Nazi scientists and folded them into projects here in the United States. Like you, you said, NASA and a bunch of other stuff. It is simultaneously one of the best. It's one of the best and worst things we ever did. Like best because those fuckers knew a lot and they were yeah. wicked smart. And they helped our country a lot. Worst because we literally forgave Nazis. Yeah, so. it's a great show because like it's all about like there's like uh, it starts off with like a couple of murders and there's like a cop that's trying to figure out while uh, the this group of elderly Jewish people are hunting down like you the know Nazis what? around the U.S. I fi- did I see the trailer for now that you are talking about it? I feel like maybe I saw the trailer for this as Al Pacino. Was... Yeah. Okay. Maybe the I one yeah, the, the one thing about the show that drives me a little nuts, and it's only because it's a me thing, is it has um the guy who plays Ted Mosby in it, mm. and he's one of the Nazi hunters, <laughs> and he plays like a. Like he plays like a Jewish actor that's like way over his head. Like he's all talks about like acting, like how cool he is and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just so hard to not see Ted Mosby. Yeah, he's especially like, since he's hasn't done. Josh Radner has not done a lot of projects. Yeah, so. and it's just so it's so weird. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, I also watched a couple movies since we last talked. Okay. Um, I watched Infinity Pool. Ah, yes. I have heard mixed things about Infinity Pool. What did you think of it? I love everyone that's in it. Mm-hmm. I think Brandon Cronenberg should stop trying to be his dad. Okay. Um, that's fair. It, it's it's a the concept of the film is interesting. I give it that, but it goes down this. It's it's slow. And I f- there's just so much weird shit in it that made me go, ah, uh, okay, uh, all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it's some gross shit. Um, 
But um, that's besides Mia Goth, who else is in that? Alex Skazgard. Okay. Um, they're the only two people that stick out. Okay. Um, it's like, but everyone like Mia Goth is really good in it. Like, and she's like naked in it, right? Yep. Yeah. But then, like, but it's like there's like the, so the concept is like Alex Skazgard and his wife meet Mia Goth and her boyfriend on this remote island resort in the middle of like a third world country mm-hmm. kind of deal. Okay, and they go for a joyride outside the count compound, and when they're coming back, Alex Skazgard hits a native with a car, and they try okay. to cover it up. The local police find out and are like, no. And in order to rectify it, but also not lose the money from all these rich people that are staying on a resort, they have a thing called an infinity pool where they make a duplicate of the person mm-hmm. and the duplicate gets gets murdered in front of the families that the original person hurt. And that's kind of like their quote-unquote retribution. And okay. the movie is basically Al Skazgard and me gets uh, involved with a gr- this group, including Mia Goth, where they just keep going and doing horrible shit because they know that their uh, duplicates are the ones that get murdered and they get off scot free. And it goes okay. nuts. And uh, it's that just... sounds a little. You know what that sounds a little bit like? Not a lot. It's just a little teeny bit. But um, the prestige. It's kind of the prestige, um, just more gross at moments. Okay. Like there's a there's a sex scene where it's just a, like basically an orgy, but it's done with like flickering lights and weird masks. And all of a sudden, like Mia Goth's nipple like opens up, and a weird like tentacle thing starts slowly coming out for no reason. Like there's no point. It's like weird. It's weird. That is um, Cronenberg. Yeah, and it's it's like I like David Cronenberg films. And I've seen Brandon's other film, Possessor, and mm-hmm. I thought the same thing with that. I'm like, fine, but it's really slow. It doesn't make sense. And it's also, he's like trying to be his dad. Oh, speaking of David Cronenberg, you know what I watched uh, not too long ago? And this is not a this is not a David Cronenberg-directed movie, but David Cronenberg is in it. Is I watched Nightbreed. Oh, you watched? Yeah, I saw your post about Nightbreeds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. I ended up. I read Cabal, which is the book that Nightbreed is based on, and I felt the same way about both the book and the movie. It's they're okay. There's not much to them though, in terms of like story and things happening. Um, I thought David Cronenberg was really scary as Decker in Nightbreed. I thought he was really good. Uh, but beyond that, I was like, it's got great makeup and everything, but it's not like a great movie. Yeah. I, I didn't care much for Nightbreed. Yeah. I like, it's a fine movie for what it is. I like all the makeups and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's also fucking long. That's a long ass movie. It is a I long think. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, the other, so the other film I watched was uh, "Knock at the Cabin." Ah, yes, based on Paul Tremblay's "Cabin at the End of the World." Yeah. Also, a film I have heard mixed things about. Yeah, 
uh, it's hard. Like that's a, it's, I feel like I'm going to repeat myself again. Everyone in the movie, great. Mm-hmm. The movie itself, hot trash. <laughs> okay. Like I wasn't a fan of it. Um, partially because it like I kept no, I kept waiting for the twist because it's M Night Shyamalan, mm-hmm. and there was no twist because I never read the book, so I kind of went in blindly just with it. Yeah. Um, so it felt very much Shyamalan was going against what he normally does. Mm-hmm. And it felt like he just put, put. Uh, he just was like, "It's there. Here's the plot. There you go." Um, Fair. Dave Batista, great. Like some of the f- actual film, like the filming choices were weird, but it was fine. Um, but overall, as a movie. I was like, I don't need to ever watch this again. Probably. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and then I'll yeah, probably check it out at some point. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, uh, and then yesterday, I finally got around to watching The Whale. Ah, now that's a movie I have not heard mixed things about. Everybody says it's really good. It's so good. Um, Brendan Fraser kills it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it's 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 hard to explain because there's one moment near the very end of this film that I was like, really? Like, they kind of threw me out of it briefly, but it didn't change how I really felt about the film, which is, it's just a gut-wrenching, sad film. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just uh, Brendan Fraser's character being just this horribly, this, this obese man, that was like, I want to do one thing right in this world. And you kind of get his whole backstory throughout the film mm-hmm. um, about like his daughter and like, like how, like how he got to where he is. It's fucking sad. Yeah. It's so damn sad. <laughs> like I had to throw on a, impractical jokers afterwards, like almost immediately mm-hmm. just to give myself more, some, feeling yeah i've heard it's wicked wicked sad yeah um, and everyone's great in that it's like uh what's her name sadie Safi. uh oh sadie sink sadie sink uh, uh from stranger things right yeah 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 max yep she's really good in it uh everyone's just it's such a limited cast too it's only like five people hmm wow okay um, that reminds me sort of a movie I saw uh, a, a while ago that only had a very limited... Did you ever see the movie The Last Movie Star with Burt Reynolds? No, I never saw that one. It's really good. You should check it out. Um, but that one has a very limited cast as well. And it's totally worth your time. The Last Movie Star with Burt Reynolds. Good movie. I'll have to check that out. Uh, yeah. Oh, there was something... Teenage, I don't know if you saw oh, the newest the casting for the new yeah. There's a lot of people in that that uh, I don't know who any of the people are that are the main turtles, but I gotta bring up the cast list again because I, I, I wanted... was about to do that because it's so, there was one, and we'll talk about it. There was one that really struck me as weird, and that's Post Malone. Yeah, I was like, yeah. why is Post Malone yeah. in this? Jackie Chan is Splinter. Yes. Seth Rogen is Bebop. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena is Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, 
Giancarlo Esposito. Baxter Stockman. Yeah, Post Malone Malone is Ray Filet. Yeah. Who is a character I... I was like, whoa. Uh, Hannibal Buress is Genghis Frog. Mm -hmm. Um, Ice Cube is Superfly. Maya Rudolph is as an Utrom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the main girl who who's playing April. Ao, yeah. Uh, I didn't even see. I don't even know the cat. Oh, there they are. Nicholas Cantley is Leo. Shaman Brown Jr. is Mikey. Micah mm-hmm. Abbey is Donnie, and Brady Noon is Raph. Yeah, I don't know any of those names. Yeah, I don't either. But hey, it's good to have that because that movie's coming later this year. It is. Uh, I, it's just it's one of those things where like they put Seth Rogen in and I was like oh even though I will say I'm still stoked for the Mario movie because even him is Donkey Kong yeah I'm the trailer for that movie looks good like I'm not gonna lie yeah well uh I think that covers it for this week I think that's the majority of it which we, is, we made it yeah which is good because my battery on my laptop's running low i didn't yeah. bring my charging cord downstairs with me it's really funny because i was originally thinking for like the pet like one of my other days off i will like the theaters around me are actually playing cocaine bear and i was like and i was like i kind of like Speaking yeah of theaters yeah one thing that i forgot almost forgot scream sixes this week we, uh, my days off are today and Thursday. Oh, uh, mm, I don't know. Let me check something. Cause I don't know if I can, I don't know if they're going to be playing it Thursday around here or not. And we can figure that out off mic. I'll text you about it. Yeah. Once I look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, later, everyone. <laughs> later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.